Hey everybody, Charlie here with Studio 412 Ministries. I uh, just wanted to come to you uh, for a little bit tonight and, and talk to you about um, what to do when the going gets tough. Now, as you can see, I'm in my wonderful wife's office. For those of you watching the video, for those of you that are listening to the podcast, um, thank you guys for taking the time out of your day to um, listen to what the Word of God says about what to do when the going gets tough. Now, we're going to open up. We're going to start out at 1 John 4.4. 1 4. Uh, John 4.4 4 says, You are God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Guys, when Satan throws things at you, um, situations, trials, etc., when he throws them your way and you feel like things are getting too tough, that's when most Christians step into worry and fear. But we have to remember that God, our Heavenly Father, didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. It's easy for us to forget that because that's what we, and by we, I mean me as well, uh, are used to doing. As little kids, when things got too tough for us, who did we run to? We ran to our parents so we could get that feeling of protection, that feeling that it'll be taken care of, that feeling, that sense that everything's going to be all right. We ran to our parents for that. We know that when we got to them, that everything, no matter what it was, would be okay. Why did we do that? Because that's what we were taught. We were taught that when we had problems to go to our mom and our dad. But why is it that we run to our mom and dad as a little child, but can't run to our Heavenly Father as a, as a, as a child of God? I mean, you know, God's a good Father. He, he really is. And just like our natural parents... When things got too tough for us, they would do everything in their power and as quickly as possible to make sure that what was going on went away. Our Heavenly Father is the same way, guys. So if you would like, turn with me to Psalm 55, 22. We'll read it out of the, uh, the New King James Version. Hope everybody's having a wonderful day today. Um, again, I just wanted to take a, a few short minutes out of your time um, to to come to you and just, you know, I mean, with everything that's going on with with COVID, I mean, it, it's it's kind of tough right now. But guys, God is on our side, and God overcame all of that when He died on the or when He sent His Son Jesus to die on the cross. And, and that's kind of what I'm going to go into tonight and just kind of tell you how and what you need to do in order to be able to just know that the Father is there for you. Uh, Psalm 55:22 here in the New King James says, Cast your burden on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. 
Let's take a look at that in the NIV. The NIV says, cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He'll never let the righteous be shaken. Guys, and that's really what's going on right now with, with the, the coronavirus and, and just with everything that the devil's trying to throw at us. The devil's got us shaken. The devil's got us shaken. The Message Bible says it best. Psalm 55, 22 in the Message says, pile your troubles on God's shoulders. And he'll carry your load. He'll help you out. He'll never let good people topple into ruin. Guys, God is a good father. He is a good, good father. And he doesn't want us to carry those problems because we weren't designed to. You see, God has huge shoulders. And God is bigger than our situation. He's bigger than our problems. And when those get too tough for us to handle, just give them to God. Lay them on his shoulders and leave them there. Give them to God and leave them alone. Don't pick them back up. See, God is bigger than that. And God is also bigger than the boogeyman. He's bigger than Godzilla and the monsters on TV. And he's watching out for you and me. Sorry. <laughs> I love the veggie tales. Um... You may be saying and asking, you know, what are you saying, Charlie? Well, what I'm saying is here are some of the many things that you need to remember when the going gets tough. Guys, let's pray real quick. God, I just thank you for this day and the blessings you've given us. Father, I just thank you for this time to, to come and speak your word, Father God. And Father, I just thank you that when the going gets tough, Father God, we can always come to you. Because you'll never leave us nor forsake us. So, Father, just I pray that you use me, Father. Give me the words to speak. Give me the words to speak to show people that when the going gets tough, Father God, you're right there. You're right there in the midst of it, Father. And our problems, no matter how big they are to us, they're super small to you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, so what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, we're going to just jump into this. We're going to go uh, straight to number one on, on our points. I, I'm going to have a, a couple of different points here tonight, today, tonight, whatever time it is, uh, whenever you watch this. Uh, first thing I'm going to tell you is, Point number one, God will never leave you or forsake you. He will never leave you or forsake you. And no matter what problems or situations that you're facing, you have to remember that God will never leave you or forsake you. So before we go any further, let's take a look at the definition of the word forsake. To forsake something means to renounce it or entirely turn away from it or to be deserted or abandoned. To be deserted or abandoned. Does that sound like a good father? To desert or abandon his kids? I mean, come on now. I'm a, I'm a father. I'm a dad. You know, first and foremost. And I promise you, I will never turn away and turn my back and leave my children if they have a problem. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, God has said many times in the Old and New Testament both that he will never leave you or forsake you. 
So what we're going to do, we're going to kick it old school for a few minutes. We're going to go back to all the way back to the beginning. We're going to go back to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 31, to be exact. Let's go all the way back. We're going to kick it old school. You know, there's a lot of pastors out there today that don't like to teach out of the Old Testament. I, I like the Old Testament. I think the Old Testament is amazing. Um, because it tells uh, of the things of God and it tells what God's going to do. And and then you get into the New Testament and the New Testament just shows. It just confirms what the Old Testament said. It's amazing. But there's so many people that don't like to preach from it. So we're going to go Deuteronomy 31. We're going to go De- Thir- Deuteronomy 31 verse 6. 31.6 in the New King James says, Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, He is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. And that's where it starts, guys. He's not going to abandon you. No matter what's going on in your life, your Father that, that's in heaven, your Heavenly Father will not forsake you. He will not abandon you. He will not desert you. So you don't need to be afraid because he's always going to be there right by your side. Go to Hebrews 13. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Uh, we're going to go to that second part of the verse. Um, it says, For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's just two instances. And there's plenty more, guys. Plenty more. But that's just two in- instances where God said he would never leave you nor forsake you. Now, who while watching this has had a past full of bad stuff? Right here. Me. Um, and, and I'm sure everybody that's going to listen to this or, or watch the video has has had a ton of bad stuff go on in their life. Guys, you can't let that bad stuff define you. So you just, you can't. You can't let it define you. Because if I let my bad, my past, and my bad stuff that I've done define me, I definitely wouldn't be sitting here um, talking to you tonight uh, about it. You know, who watching this has had a past full of bad stuff? That should be most, if not all, of everybody watching it. You know, and that's obviously if we're truly going to be honest. And if we're not going to be honest, I need to stop what I'm doing right now, and I need to pray. I need to stretch my hands out to the camera and and just pray for each of you because you a liar. I mean, just straight up, you a liar. Now, I know we don't live in the past, and we're not defined by our past. My point is that when we all became children of the king, regardless of our past, God was able to use us because even in our past, he never abandoned us. Some of us are going through rough and tough times right now. 
I mean, COVID's got everybody just kind of uh, on edge, you know. Um, but guys, I'm just going to tell you. COVID stands for Christ overcame vir- uh, viruses, infections, and diseases. When he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross, his son took stripes so we are healed. But that's a whole other topic for a whole other time. But you can't be afraid of it. You have to have faith in the Father. You have to trust in him through it all. Some of us are going through some tough times right now. Guys, I'm going to let you in on a secret. Me too. Me too. Um, I work at a hospital, and, and it's just been one thing after another with this whole coronavirus, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it. Um, our census has been down because they've, they've stopped there for a while. They stopped elective surgeries. That was where a lot, a lot, a lot uh, of our of our admits came from were, were those elective surgeries. Um, they shut down people coming to the ER as, as much. You know, they strongly suggested you not go to the ER. So people didn't go. You went to your, you, you called your primary care doctor or you went and saw him before you went to the ER. And then he made the judgment call of if you should go to the hospital or not, which is cool. That's that's fine. That's all good and fine. But for those of us workers that work there, that cut our hours. Cut our hours. And normally when your hours get cut, your income goes down. But guys, I'm here to tell you that my trust and my faith in the Father that never happened. Our income never changed. Our financial situation didn't change for the worse. It changed for the better. We had a transmission go out in our car. But God. God made sure that through this hard time, that through COVID-19 and, and the coronavirus and through this quarantine and our stay-at-home orders, that we had the income come in to have the money put in savings that whenever this transmission went out, it was like, you know what? It's all right. We got this. See, it didn't surprise God. It surprised me. It surprised my wife. But it didn't surprise God. You know, I was saved at a very, very, very young age, probably eight or nine. And for a while, I walked away from God. There was other stuff that was more important. Football, soccer, martial arts, drugs, alcohol. Hitting the crack pipe on on a Friday night. That was so much more important to me. But God never left me. But God never forsaken me. I can't talk. But God never forsaken me. 
He could have easily just turned his back and said, you know what, Charlie, I'm done with you. I'm done. I have nothing for you because you walked away from me. But because he loved me so much so that he positioned me here right now because he has a calling on my life. He has a calling on my family's life that was ordained by him before the beginning of the world. The Bible says that he knew, he knows every hair on my head. He he counted the hairs on my head. He knew me before I was born. So guys, if you're going through rough times, remember God loves you. And because of the love that the Father has for you, if you're a ch- if you're his child, if you're his son or his daughter, the love that he has for you, that he will never leave you nor forsake you. One last thing before we move on. When you're going through something hard and you wonder where God is because he isn't talking to you, remember, the teacher's always quiet during the test. The teacher is always quiet during the test. Moving on. Uh, God's plan for you is for good and not for bad. I'm living proof of that. I really am. I really am. I have no reason to be where I am right now. None. None at all. I'm not perfect. Never claimed to be. Never wanted to be. And if I'm honest, I'm not qualified to sit here tonight in in front of you and do this. Yeah, I've been to Bible school. But who am I with the past that I have? Who am I to rank sitting here in front of you, talking to you, Sharing the word of God to you. By the world standpoints, I don't. So when the going gets tough, you have to remember that God's plan for you is for good and not evil. John 10.10 says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The problems that you're facing right now and, and the hard times that you're experiencing are from Satan, the enemy. The little G God of this world. He's a little G. He ain't a big G. He a little G. He ain't the OG. Definitely not the OG. God's the OG. He's the big G. The devil is trying to steal from you. He's going to steal your joy because he doesn't want you to be happy. He wants you to think that you can't do anything. He wants you to think that the weight of the world is on your shoulders. He's trying to destroy you. He's trying to destroy you through the problems that you're going through. He's trying to destroy your relationship with God by putting thoughts in your mind that God is the one doing this to you. But guys, I'm telling you right now, God is not. It's not. He's trying to get you to to question God by asking, what did I do to deserve this? What did I do to make you mad, Father? 
We didn't do anything to make the father mad. The problems going on in the world right now are not from God, they're from Satan. Make no mistake. It's not if Satan tries to, it's a matter of when Satan tries to, he will steal your joy. He will try to destroy your relationship with God, and ultimately he will kill you. Or he'll try. But praise God there's a second part to that verse. Praise God there is a second part to John 10.10. 10, where at the beginning of it it says, The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The second part of that verse says, But I come that you have life and you have it more abundantly. I come that you have life. Life. Not death. Life. And you have it more abundantly. You have it to the fullest. God will give you an abundant life because it's his, it's his will for you to live in abundance. Ephesians 3.20 Let's go there real quick. It's not in my notes, but let's go there real quick. Ephesians 3.20 Ephesians, Ephesians, Ephesians. Right before Philippians. You know, I, I told my wife the other day, well, probably a couple of weeks ago now, that we are walking living proof that Ephesians 3.20 is real. It says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask, think, ask or think according to the power that works in us. Guys. My wife and I. There's there's again no reason. That our bills should be paid a month ahead. Almost two months ahead. There's no reason we should have had. You know $1,300 in the bank. To finish paying for our transmission. There's no reason. That our bank. Should have given us. A, a you know. Extra money on a car that we've only had for a few months. To be able to get it fixed. But we believe in the Father. We believe and we trust in Him. That He is true. I, I say it to my wife all the time. You know, anytime something bad happens, hey baby, this is a wonderful time for God to show Himself faithful. This is a wonderful time for God to show himself true. And he has. Every time. It may not be in our time. But it's in his time and he's right on time. He is right on time. Uh, Jeremiah 29 11 in the New International Version NIV. And, and I like this verse because. Um, I like this version of the verse. Just because of what it says. It says. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. He didn't just say it. He didn't just speak it. He declared it. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in a future. God has a plan for us. He didn't just say it. He declared it. The definition of, of declare is to say something in an emphatic manner. If I tell you right now that God is good... I just declared it. 
just in the, the way that my voice, the inflection of my voice whenever I said it. I declared it. I didn't just say, you know what, guys, God is good. No, God is good. He is good and His mercy endures forever. No matter what Satan throws at you today, God has a plan. And whatever bad that Satan throws at you, God can and will turn it for His good. Turn with me to Romans 8.28. Romans 8, 28, not 9, 28. Romans 8, 28. I'm going to start reading in, in verse 26. It says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows the, knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. Guys, you know, our transmission going out in our car could have been bad. Um, between the hospital and, and my other job, my, my, the car, I mean, that, that, that is a very essential part of my, my job, my life, because that helps bring money in. That helps bring money into the home. Romans 8.28, again, it says, we know that in all things, God works for good to those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. Whatever the devil throws at you to bring you down, to steal your hope and your joy, God has a plan and a purpose to give you hope and a future. Look at the devil and tell him, I know who I am. I know what I can do. And I know what I have. My God has a plan for me. And he will not harm me because he loves me. Number three. Prayer is powerful. Prayer is powerful. Prayer is the engine room of it all. Prayer is the engine room of it all. This is the last thing I want to talk about um, as, as far as, you know, my, my actual sermon goes. And, and if you want to call it a sermon, that's great. Um, remember that when the going gets tough, the tough get to pray. Don't overthink what's going on and under pray about it. Prayer is key. But you have to open your mouth. You can't storm the gates of hell. Face a trial, problem, situation, whatever, with your mouth closed. Prayer is very vital and important. When you're facing any kind of situation. Any kind of situation. You need to take time and talk to the Father. You need to have that intimate time where you walk up and you go boldly into that throne room. 
and you crawl up in his lap and you just talk to him. Abba, what do I do? Help me. And guys, he's going to help you. He's going to help you. He's going to help take care of what situation you've got going on. The Father can't do anything unless you talk to him and open your mouth with boldness. The point is going to be jam-packed with scriptures uh, about prayer, asking the Father to take care of your situation. Let's turn to James 5.13. James 5.13. Not Peter. No, Hebrews. James. Not Peter. James. James 5.13. Uh, James 5.13 says, Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing songs. Psalms. Songs. Let him sing, let him sing songs. It's okay. Just sing songs. Um, pray for your troubles and lift them up to God. He will guide you through what you're going through. Don't think you have to go through your situations alone. The Bible says where two or more are gathered touching upon one subject, there I am in the midst. James 3.16. Turn back a couple pages. James 3.16 says, For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other, so that you may be healed. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. The Bible says the effective, the effective and fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. You know, Mark 11, 23 and 24 says, For assuredly, I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. To us, we may all think our problems are as big as mountains, but guess what? To our Father, they're very small. Because he's up looking down. We're in the midst of the problems. He's up here looking down on them. You know, my wife... My wife... Uh, we went to Vegas a few years ago. And my wife and I were up in the plane. And, and we're traveling at about 30,000 feet. And you look out the window and you see these houses... Scattered all around the ground and these roads with these little cars driving, you know, and, and God showed her that that's a good perspective to have because you're up here. You're at 30,000 feet looking down. 
how bad can those problems be when they're that small? Jesus tells us that we have to speak to our mountain. That mountain may seem huge. To him, it's small. Tells us that we speak to our mountain. But when we pray and speak to that mountain, we have to have faith and believe that what we're saying is going to happen. You can't tell a mountain to move and say, well, it's just too big. Maybe I can just live with the problem. You know, you, you very well could live with the problem. Very well could. But why would you? Why should you? God says if you tell it to go, it will. If you tell it to move and you, and you believe and you have faith that what you say happens, then it'll go. See ya. Vamos. Bye-bye. John 16, 22 and 23. Let's go to John 16. John 16, 22, 23. Therefore, you now have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you. And in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Asking you will receive. Asking you will receive that your joy may be full. Guys, stand up to your problems and situations. Stand up to them whenever they get tough, whenever it gets tough. And command them to go in the name of Jesus. Command it to go. There's power in that name. And as a child of the King, being the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus, we have the authority and the ability to use that name. The name above all names. That's worthy of all of our praise. Worthy of, he's worthy of it all. And that name, when that name is mentioned, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. When you pray to the Father in Jesus' name, the mountains will move. You just can't doubt. You have to have faith, and you have to completely, 100%, wholeheartedly trust that the Father is going to do what He says He's going to do. Guys, I'm going to finish out with a, with a couple of thoughts. Um, anyone that knows me, um, that, that's watching this or listening to it, anybody that knows me knows that I've said this at least once. Satan fights us because we're a threat to his kingdom, because we're advancing God's kingdom. Guys, Satan is a real enemy and will do everything in his power to knock us off track. If he can use our trial situations, problems to get us even half an inch off. Every day, 
in a month will be so far into left field that we wouldn't know what is right or what is wrong. And instead of running a path straight to God, you'll be running a path straight to the devil. One half inch every day. One seed of doubt every day. Guys, Satan is a real enemy that will steal from you, kill, kill you, and destroy you. He is a roaring lion seeking whom he, whom he may devour. But guys, like I said earlier, praise God, there's a second part to John 10.10 10 that says that I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. James 4.7 says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. You have to combat Satan, and the way you combat Satan is through prayer, faith and trust in God, and speaking the word of God to him. Right here. But you have to know it. Because guess what? Satan knows the scriptures too. Showed us that in the wilderness. When Jesus was fasting for, you know, for 40 days. The devil came up and was tempting him. And he twisted the scriptures. But Jesus just, he showed us that. You know, if you resist him, he'll leave. Speak the word. Speak the word over your life, over your family, over your situations. Give your life fully back to God. Repent of any wrongdoings as a result of the problems that Satan is causing you to, to go through. Resist the devil. Get back into the perfect will of, of the Father Start getting that vertical relationship with God back on track. Because once you get that vertical relationship back on track, that horizontal relationship with everybody, that'll fall into place. Get that back on track, that vertical relationship. And make it stronger than ever. Resist the devil with your words and your actions. And I'm going to leave you with this, guys. Remember that you can't have a testimony without a test. And how you handle that test whenever it comes up will show your true character, faith, and trust in God. So guys, no matter what problems you face today, have faith in God. Put your 100% trust in Him. Make Him your number one. He's better than number two. Make Him your number one. Be a person of character and integrity. And above all, turn that test you're going through into a testimony. Guys, I'm going to pray and... If you don't know Jesus and you're watching this, you can always message me or my wife. You can message us at studio412ministries at gmail.com. If you have Facebook, look us up on Facebook, Studio 412 Ministries Incorporated. Guys, we're here. We're always here. We're here for you. Father, we just come before you tonight, Father God. We thank you for this time and the opportunity to share your word. To tell people that you are good. To, to sing your praises, Father God. You are worthy of it all. 
You are worthy of honor. You are worthy of glory. You are worthy of praise, Father. So we just thank you, Father. Father, we just thank you that if anyone out there tonight that is watching this, Father God, or or listening to the podcast, Father, we just thank you that they know you. And Father, we just thank you that if they have a need, Father God, if they need prayer, they'll reach out, Father God. Because regardless, we're going to keep lifting them up. So, Father, I just thank you for everything that you do for us, Father, everything that you have done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, I just want to remind you, please, if you have any problems, if you have any questions, if you need anything at all, please let us know. We're here for you. We love you. Um, Have a wonderful day. Guys, please watch the video. Please listen to the podcast. Um, go on Spotify, Studio 412 Ministries. Um, I've got a channel. I've got a, a few different podcasts on there. Um, this is the first of the videos that I'm going to start doing. We're, we're going to start doing a, a weekly video on, on Facebook, a weekly live. Um, so please just tune in, subscribe, You know, like the page. Get the notifications whenever we go live so that way you don't miss anything of what God's saying. Make sure you don't miss anything. So we love you. If you have any questions, if you need anything, if you need prayer, again, let us know. We're always here for you. Have a good one. We love you guys. God bless you.